Welcome to Calling Corporates, a podcast about bringing finance and tech together. I'm Alice Ramsey, and I'm here to call up leaders in finance and get the inside story on their best practices so that your organisation can get the best out of tech. In this episode, I call up Gunnar Wiedenfels, CFO of Discovery Inc. He takes us back to when he first arrived at Discovery and was given the opportunity by CEO David Zaslav to give a fresh outside-in perspective on what was working well with Discovery and what could be improved upon. You know, the, the the culture at uh, Discovery is such such a, such an incredibly sort of open, dynamic, fast-paced, and uh, and and entrepreneurial culture. So we were able to look at this combination as a a true transformation. You know, almost with a greenfield perspective. I don't care what A is doing. I don't care what B is doing. And we're not going to choose one of the two. We'll take a step back, think about how we would set it up if we were uh, setting this company up from scratch today. Welcome, Gunnar, and thank you for joining us on the line from New York City. So I'd like to start with talking about your role as CFO. I understand that in addition to being the financial brain of the organisation, you have quite some clout in the strategic direction of the company. Could you describe your role for me in your own words? I think that the, the, the best way to describe it is just to help David, our CEO, make you know, the best uh, fact-based and, and rational decisions. It, it, it's really, I really view myself as, as, as a decision supporter. And uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, let's call it uh, you know, hardcore financials uh, that, that's that's going into that. Uh, but I think if you want to do your job right as a CFO, that can only be half of it. The other half has to be to be very, very close to business decisions, clients, uh, you know, creatives in, in our industry, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you understand context and uh, are therefore able to give you know, give a perspective to uh, to the data. You know? So so that's that's how I've always tried to uh, to interpret my role. And as you said in a recent article, cash never lies. So let's go back to 2018. You've been at Discovery Inc. for around a year. You've just rung the bell at the NASDAQ on the $14.6 billion US dollar Scripps acquisition. And among all of this, you kicked off a digital management reporting solutions project. Can you tell me more about where this project kicked off? Well, it was a combination of... Um of two things, and, and uh, I, in, in retrospect, I think you know Discovery was very lucky. I was very lucky uh, that we were able to get that Scripps deal done because these kind of uh, large-scale acquisitions or combinations are always opening doors to a lot of change that otherwise would be so much harder to pursue. So, uh, you know, a lot of things had already started uh, uh, as as we you know managed Discovery as a standalone uh, entity. I I came in, and obviously David Zazov, our CEO, was super eager to hear sort of a fresh outside-in perspective, and he gave me a very wide mandate and said, "Take a look at everything. You know, come back in four weeks. Let me know. Let me know what you think. What, what, what you think we should be doing? What we should keep doing? What we should be doing differently, etc." Um, 
And uh, that's obviously the, 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 the greatest uh, opportunity for, uh, for a CFO to look at a new business that way with obviously a lot of familiarity with the industry, but a, uh, you know, a new, uh, a new and much larger company at that time for, uh, for me. Um, and so that had already sort of triggered some thinking and this whole idea of, you know, focusing on cash, uh, I think is something that I've always brought as part of my legacy, having worked for private equity and, uh, uh through other, you know, cash was, was always the front and center. And it's, it's a huge opportunity because, because, uh, you know, many, many companies don't focus on cash as much as I think they should. So with the Satrium project, can you describe the problem that you were solving? We weren't set up in a way to manage for cash. Uh, the, the entire financial systems were were focused on two uh, very disjointed uh, set of outputs. One is the the whole sort of SEC, you know, gap, you know, uh, financial external financial reporting uh, piece, and then an internal management reporting that was very much focused on high level P and L metrics. Um, and there was a big gaping hole in the middle, uh, sort of tying the two together and and uh, allowing management to really focus on on free cash flow as well. So that was. Uh, you know, I, that had already uh, triggered my, uh, you know, my, my discussions here internally, and then, then also with uh, uh, with Casper. Um, but then, obviously, you know, three months after I started, we uh, uh, with Discovery, we we launched the uh, the process with Scripps and and signed signed a deal four months uh, uh, after after I joined. Uh, so that obviously created another huge opportunity because now I could have an outside-in, you know, perspective on not only one new company uh, but two new companies at the same time, and uh, it, it's been it's been a remarkable, uh, an absolutely uh, amazing experience. Sounds so good. What do you think helped make it so amazing? You know, the, the the culture at uh, at Discovery is such such a such an incredibly sort of open, dynamic, fast paced, and uh, and and entrepreneurial culture. So we were able to look at this combination as a a true transformation. You know, almost with a greenfield perspective. I don't care what A is doing. I don't care what B is doing. And we're not going to choose one of the two. We'll take a step back, think about how we would set it up if we were uh, setting this company up from scratch today. And so that that obviously opened up um, uh, an enormous uh, opportunity space. And um, and in a way, you know, again, uh, sometimes it's hard to make systems decisions. It's always disruptive for people. It's always a lot of CapEx, not immediately easy to justify an ROI uh, or find the ROI to justify the investment. Um, you know, bringing two companies together, we had to solve uh, some some issues anyway, uh, harmonize systems, etc. So it's easier to make the decision, and we we uh, we we uh, we have a great team internally, and we were able to you know get get support from the outside and 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 build uh, what I think is uh, uh, or was at the time you know a, a great uh, systems landscape. Yes, tech moves so fast that 2018 already feels like some time ago. So when you were choosing who to partner with on this project, you were in a position to choose absolutely any partner in the world. Can you tell us a bit more about why, what it was that made you choose for Satrian? Well, um, uh, it's... It's pretty simple. I have uh, worked with uh, uh, Satrian and with with uh, Casper van Leuven and 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 uh, Casper Fontinga 
uh, for a very long time. So I've really known them uh, uh, for for a very long time, and and every uh, individual interaction has been just a, an amazingly positive experience. They're incredibly smart, incredibly experienced, uh, and a lot of fun to work with. But from the perspective of a project like this, it's it's really about accountability. Um, as I said earlier, you're always taking a little bit of a risk. Uh, you know, uh, hard to you know come up with the with the right business case for these systems uh, uh, projects. Um, there's always you know the devil in the detail of the, of, of, of the technological implementation, et cetera. In many cases, you're dealing with with delays, uh, et cetera. So it's 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 always a little bit of a you know black box uh, when you make these kind of decisions. And what's what's amazing about Satrian is that I uh, uh, was 100% convinced that they're delivering what they're saying. They're they're close enough to what's actually happening uh, that they know uh, what they're talking about when they're making a commitment. And I know that they're not going to rest until it's delivered, um, you know, in time and budget. And um, and I, you know I've, I've made that experience so many times with 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 Casper. Uh, himself personally, and it's it's amazing. Uh, I it, and it also resonates very well with me personally. It also resonates very well with with discovery. This idea of of, of hands on leadership. Wow, that is high praise. Can you tell me more about why this hands on leadership is so key? And one of the things that that, uh, that David once said in an interview is he doesn't want to hire, you know, the presidential kind of direct reports. Um, because he wants to be able to, you know, give his direct reports a call and get an answer um, and have people who actually do the work and who know exactly how the work is done, as opposed to you know, saying, well, you know, I got to talk to my team and, and, you know, see what we can do. Um, and in a way, uh, I think that that applies to Satrian in a, in a big way uh, as well. And I know for a fact that, that uh, you know, Casper himself has, has worked through a night uh, to, you know, get some, uh, get some, some work done that, uh, you know, he felt uh, he was best positioned to deliver. And that's, that's just amazing, especially if you compare it with, you know, the more traditional approach in this space, the, you know, the traditional systems integrators. And, and again, I mean, there's, there's strength and weaknesses everywhere, but, you know, it's a, it's a very different model. I don't need, you know, quote unquote, a busload of, you know, junior people. I need a very well-managed team with accountability from the top to the bottom. And then, and Satrian delivers that night, like no one else I've, I've worked with. Now, going back to the substance of the project, I understand that it transformed reporting from relying on paper and PDFs to having the benefits of quite a sophisticated digital financial reporting tool, the CXO cockpit, that can really drill down and provide great insights. Was the shift really that dramatic? Uh, yes, but I mean, look, I, 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 I don't think it's that unusual. Um, and it's always, you know, every company has their own, uh, you know, reporting philosophy and, and, and senior management, uh, you know, taste, if you wish, for, for what kinds of financial reports uh, people like. But I, I've, um, and, and look, it's, it's always takes, uh, takes, takes some time, some change management, etc. But what I really like about uh, CXO is, um, and, and you know, there, there are other solutions out there, but you know, we, we've decided to go with CXO and it's worked very well for us, 
is just the, the ability to, again, back to one version of the truth, get everyone on the same uh, system, no, you know, versioning, oh, you know, is this the latest version that was sent around by email? So no, 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 we're, we're in the system. We can, we can drill into, um, you know, other, you know, levels of detail uh, as we discuss uh, our financial performance. Um, what, what's very helpful as well is just getting, you know, traditionally, uh, you know, many of the financial reporting systems that I've seen where, you know, you've got your financial data and then you've got management commentary, right? And they've always been somewhat disjointed. And so so typically you pull the data, you've got a table, and then you've got your PowerPoint presentation with commentary. Um, and we've always wasted a lot of time in, 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 in actually all my, my roles by keeping those, uh, those two uh, types of data separate. Um, because someone has done a lot of thinking in coming up with that commentary, uh, but then it's gone because it just ends up in a, in a PowerPoint presentation. And, and the way we set up this CFO, uh, CXO cockpit is uh, that the commentary is an integral part of, of, of the data model. So, you know, we can go back in a year later and see, oh, you know, uh, this is, the, this is the, the discussion we had last year. Uh, sort of refresh everyone's memory. It's all there, and it's 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 available at at, at, a, at a click of a button. So that um, that was super helpful. And the other thing as well is sort of back to you know this this model of you know, hands-on you know uh, uh, leadership. Um, it's it's been very helpful for me as well in in many situations and discussions when I'm sitting with my peers or so to be able to just you know quickly you know drill down and pull up you know the uh, the the PNL in Italy. And 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 sort of know know at a, at, a, at a click of a button what you know what the latest data is, very helpful as opposed to just sort of you know typically you get your aggregations you know uh, for, for 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 senior management and it's just not as as easy to be to be you know quick and nimble. This podcast is about how financial organisations are getting the best out of tech. The tech itself being only the start, the real success comes with a comprehensive implementation. Is this something that Satrian worked with you on? Did Satrian help you get the best out of tech? I think the uh, answer is yes, uh, and I think that applies to every sort of financial systems uh, project um, because, um, you know, there's always the risk of just, you know, lifting and shifting your existing crude processes into a new system, and then you typically haven't won anything, right? So so a big part of every uh, systems upgrade has to be a, a, uh, a change, a cultural change and an organizational and process uh, change. And, um, and again, as I said, I think um, the, you know, the Satrian team has, has the right mindset to, you know, make sure that things get done. Uh, so driving stuff forward, not getting stuck in sort of corporate, uh, you know, uh, middle management sort of inertia. Um, but at the same time, you know, bringing people along. It's that very unique combination of the key people uh, at Satrian. I'm, I'm sure that sort of trickles down through the, the organization because it's just such a fundamental, um, uh, such a unique uh, uh, selling point. And that's the combination of, of sort of deep expertise in accounting. So they really know what they're talking about from an accounting perspective. They really understand the technology um, and they really, back to the point that cash never lies, they really understand sort of value uh, 
uh, and, and cash flow and performance management. Uh, and they've all you know, been in roles where you know, they've had hands-on you know, uh, uh, F&A kind of or, 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 or controller kind of um, performance management function. So they know what they're talking about. They know what, what I expect um, as a client. And that's a, that's a very, very uh, unique uh, skill set. Again, coupled with 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 the ability to excite people and and you know make make the journey fun, uh, it's always been a pretty good recipe for success. Okay, can we talk about the mega merger? What I understand is that Warner Media and Discovery Inc are coming together in what will be a forty three billion dollar deal. I understand that you're looking to make savings of three billion once the deal is done. So Gunnar, I am curious, what role do you see technology playing in making this mega merger a real success? Um, it's a big role. It's a big role. And, and uh, I mean, first of all, you know, we're, we're all super excited about you know this this upcoming combination. It's uh, it's such an absolutely fantastic opportunity because because we're bringing together two companies that are very complementary. Uh, it's a great fit on all levels, and and what we're creating here uh, and and looking at it through the lens of the consumer uh, for a moment, the 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 the, the, the amazing uh, quality and amount of content that we're bringing together and that we're that we're going to be able to package up and make available to people is it's just absolutely uh, stunning. Clearly, yeah. um, huge business opportunity as well. You've mentioned the synergy potential. There's also an enormous uh, again transformation of potential for us, and 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 this merger is going to be successful. Uh, in part because of the synergies, we're we're, we're going to have you know uh, a a very nice financial profile for the company. But the second and probably more important part is that we're going to be transforming the uh, the uh, the top line of, uh, of of the combined company because we are bringing together um, you know uh, uh, very very strong assets and we're 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 committed and determined to create a you know top three global uh, streaming product and i have no doubt that we're gonna uh, that we're gonna achieve that um and then that takes us to, to technology um interesting i mean we're, we've been talking about sort of finance uh, systems here and, and, and sort of you know uh, corporate uh, technology obviously technology plays a major role in that second part that i just mentioned you know we, we have uh, hired hundreds of engineers we're developing our own uh, um, uh, streaming platform uh, Warner Media has done the same, so so we're you know the you know selecting you know the the, the right platform for that you know go forward full on streaming attack is, is going to be a major major decision that we're going to have to make, and from that perspective, technology in a way is uh, is make or break uh, for us here um, over the next couple of years. But sort of back to sort of the the, the focus of our discussion. Um, uh, there's no doubt that um, we have to again use this opportunity for for the next quantum leap uh, in, in in the setup of our systems. Um, the you know I'm I'm very happy with where we are right now. Talking about you know standalone discovery for a moment here, we have uh, uh, done a lot of very very hard work over the past um, three years since since closing the scripts acquisition to harmonize our systems landscape. Right, we have eliminated uh, you know sort of smaller sort of side systems we've, we've put as much as we can into one sort of central SAP instance 
um, which has made things so much easier. Uh, there have been legacy acquisitions that were never fully integrated and we're you know, finalizing uh, uh, the, the last steps of, um, of, of getting everyone onto the same uh, systems landscape. That being said, we're still dealing with a, you know, an on, a legacy on-premise uh, ERP system. We're still dealing with a system configuration that does not really in the, in the most uh, effective way capture our core asset, which is content in our uh, core financial system. Uh, so a lot of the, the investment decisions, um, you know, uh, revenue reporting, et cetera, uh, for our internal you know, management decision-making happens outside of the, of the core system. So the, we see a huge opportunity by, you know, making the next step, um, you know, into a cloud-based solution with a, with a broader sort of, you know, scope of the core system, integrating a lot of what's, what's bolted on in, in, inside systems right now into our core uh, financial system. Again, back to the point of, you know, uh, something like that being a major disruption for the entire company, because you're asking everyone to change the way they're working. Um, uh, nothing that you decide uh, lightly, um, but you know, with with these two companies coming together, I think there's a huge opportunity. And you know, from from what I've seen on the other side, you know, they're they're dealing with some legacy systems as well. Um, so there is there is definitely going to be a major work stream of uh, you know bringing you know bringing all of these sort of legacy parts into one new like the big container of the of the future proof uh, you know financial core system. You know? Now, last thing, I read, Gunnar, that you have a firm no asshole policy. And I want to know, does Satrian satisfy the requirements of this very important policy? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. No, as I said, they're all they're all, you know, great, great to work with. And and it, it, look, it's and I've said this so many times, it's we're 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 all spending so much time of our short lives working and there's zero room for for frustration and and the uh i've always made the same experience you, you can have the toughest job the the most challenging uh problems uh you know enormous amount of pressure all that is fine none of it matters as long as you're tackling it with a, with a team of, of 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 fun uh smart professional uh and but fun people um and and they they, they uh clearly uh, uh, cleared that hurt. Such a great policy and exactly what the world needs now. The perfect note to leave our discussion on. Thank you so much, Gunnar, both for the great conversation, for giving us your precious time and the opportunity to hear about the inner workings of a giant like Discovery Inc. And I, for one, cannot wait to see how this mega merger unfolds. Thanks for listening. I hope we've left you informed and inspired. If you're interested in talking with Satrian about how your organisation can get the best out of tech, visit satrian.com. And I'm looking forward to revealing more insights in the next episode. So make sure to subscribe to Calling Corporates on your favourite podcast channel.